The DWA podcast is recorded live to SD card at the old Wrigley building in Santa Cruz, California. Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh God. Yo, do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO Mellow Grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All oh, this melts of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO, you only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I screwed it up. <laughs> This episode of Driving While Awesome is brought to you by Battery Tender. We often get asked what you should bring on a rally or a road trip, what kind of gear, tools, etc. And honestly, I don't even have to use this ad copy because I own one of these and it is something I bring everywhere I go. But Battery Tender is now making a thousand amp jump starter and these are awesome. You can throw away the jumper cables. It fits in your glove box. And on a single charge, you can jumpstart 30 vehicles. On top of that, you can charge your phone and other devices with it. It's got a flashlight. fits in your glove box. Pretty sweet. BatteryTender.com. And if you use the code DWA20, you'll get 20% off your entire order. They have solar chargers, trickle chargers, all that stuff. Uh, even waterproof, weatherproof chargers and uh, maintainers for your battery. And I know most of us have a few extra cars that could use this stuff. So batterytender.com. They've been around since 1965. They know what they're doing. These things are safe. They work. And uh, you get a discount. So for being a listener of Driving While Awesome, use DWA20 at batterytender.com for 20% off. And we appreciate them sponsoring the podcast. All right. Enjoy the show. See ya. Welcome to Driving Well Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Lane. I'm Art. I'm Brian. Thank you so much for joining us. This is a Sunday edition. We're here to recap some Rally from Home South and, you know, just to get into some other crazy topics today. It's going to get wild. Yeah? Is it? You I got don't know. some crazy stuff on your mind? Fasten up your diapers. Oh, hey, Brian, call me crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I think you should dedicate your entire life to Yes. The race Go of on. gentlemen. Trog. Yeah. Right. I think that's that's everything you should be doing. Mm. It's very it is, cool. It's the latest episode or episode, the latest issue of Haggerty magazine um has the race of gentlemen on the cover. They're out in some beach in Jersey. They've also done it in Pismo and Santa Barbara, yeah. they've done drag races. They've yeah. done drag races down that State Street or whatever, yeah. On Korea or whatever. It's it's a hundred percent your scene. It is the old speed equipment, the jalopies, the bum fires. Um how rad does it look, dude? So it looks good. great. It looks right. And you have yeah. a car that is literally perfect for it. Wait, if is you it? were to no. build it, no, 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 it's too new. Oh, I thought you could too do new. like uh it's way like too new old way NASCAR new. stuff. No, it's like it's like 35 or so. I don't know what year it is, but I, no, I would be I shunned. that old. I would be You'd shunned. Be shunned. Yeah. Okay. There are, events, a... there are other events and, and most of them, like, you know, there's like uh, Wheels and Waves, which I was actually over in Biarritz. Like, I went to the Wheels and Waves event, but they were trying to charge uh, like $30 to enter. And it was like, I'm yeah, over yeah. it. Uh, but uh, there's like that stuff. They, they've done one of those out here. And... Um, 
there's one in Colorado that's all vintage stuff. That one ends at 54. 54 is the last year. Jesus 55. It, like it's specifically to disclude try your Chevys, I think. Yeah. Like mm. that's when uh, it's like, oh, we've gone too far. I thought it was like, we don't want the Bebop Yeah, we don't want Bebop. Yeah. yeah, I thought yeah. it was like poodle shirts and all that shit. I just figured it was a patina thing. Like if your car was in the vein of the event, they would let you do it. Nope. But no, well, you could you park want... in the parking lot, and I think if you did it in the right spirit, yeah. you wouldn't be you wouldn't be an outcast. Uh, but yeah. if you're gonna go, if you're gonna try to like be in that scene, that would uh, I have the the absolute wrong car to do that. And no, actually, I, I I appreciate you mentioning this, Warren, and I have gone down this rabbit hole in a little bit of a way. Uh, like I was talking to uh, Connor's dad a little bit about, yeah. um, you know, like early roadsters and just what the scene is. And like, you know, I, do these things come up for sale? And looking very hard at the project that is the 56 and seeing this uh, Trog stuff happening and also that any of these projects of the little uh 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 coops and and um whatever the hot right. rods it's way less metal right like it's way less to deal with like if i were to want to dive into a complete restoration why not pick something with less square foot of metal to work with right yeah mm-hmm. yeah totally uh, and they and they do have projects but it's along. like yeah, I mean, yeah, and you could if you if you drop uh 10 to 15k, you could get something that's almost there. But it's for the people who like to tweak and tinker. Like this is like, you know, just watch uh Cruise PCH on Instagram and you can see all of the little stuff that he's doing where you're like taking this super old stuff and you're you know, like re-welding axles at different heights and all this stuff. And you got to mm. source the right parts and it's all old stuff and you're cutting yeah. complete floor, floor pans out and replacing them and everything's custom, right? That's the yeah, nature yeah. of the game. And, so, and, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't think I have the patience for that stuff. Dude. So speaking of, of what you're describing, I mean, the, the classes and the, uh, the categories are, are, are way less, um, kind of concise or like uh, you know yeah concise is the word i guess to, than we think it's not like from this year to this year it, it, they have different categories and the bodies so here's an example for the year the bodies can be 1934 or older but the engines can be up to 1953 if they're flatheads and if they're overhead valves they have to be from 1949 to 1954 like there's all these different little like nuanced it's things it's very specific dude yeah. that's very specific it's not and open it's very very closed down really yeah yeah, yeah exactly so well, but I mean, as if the world stopped in 54 is essentially what they're saying right it's all pre yeah, 53 yeah, yeah. it's all pre 53 and older though yeah so flathead v8 class 32 yeah. through 53 uh and then the early overhead valve stuff is um is pre-1954 so um there you know it is it is trying to stop it at 54 basically for everything that's funny yeah so you're right I, it's I like to stop the tri-year chevy just to get them yeah i don't know and for Cars whatever have, reason it, yeah. it would be interesting to hear the the thinking behind it right like what was ruined when that sort of era came about dude just right. go to I mean, any 50 any classic car show and you'll see what was what the I'm look they don't want. They it. don't want all the, they don't want those bright colors. They don't want the poodle skirts. They don't want the dice. They want well, you like can more. still eliminate all that. You that can still eliminate it. Yeah. You can I'm say picturing traditional like, hot rod. I'm picturing early NASCAR basically, or like pre NASCAR, yeah. which is just moonshine runners and mm-hmm. like the, um, 
the Carrera Panamericana American stuff that shows up. So the big Cadillacs, the, mm. the Chryslers that were race cars, you know, with drab colors and no chrome and all that. But maybe there's another home for that stuff like you were describing. Well, that's, anyways, isn't I that just, bulletproof? Isn't that what they do? Yeah. Uh, bulletproof yeah. was custom, custom stuff. That's more that like. That was like a, the custom scene. Yeah, I'm still picturing like functional, but it's like the anti-chrome. Stuff. It is kind of going after yeah. that. It's like yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, I mean, it's in the name. Proof. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Uh, anyways, I just saw this article and I was I was reading through it and I'm like, dude, that's that's kind of all the stuff you talk about. It's guys on old motorcycles doing fucking donuts in the sand. Like it's rad. I mean, it's rad. I'm surprised you're not just like dedicating your whole life to traveling to New Jersey for the fucking October. 2021 Wildwood, New Jersey trog event, you know, I guess we'll put that on the back burner. I definitely want to go though. Yeah. Well, there was also, there was the one in Pismo that none of us went to. So yeah. And then they were doing it in Santa Barbara. Remember that one on, uh, we were talking about that, the drag races. Yeah. The drag races. That was actually like on road, which I don't know how they pulled off right there. on Yeah. That was impressive. Yeah. On, on the beach right there. Right. Yeah. Is that Cabrillo or Carrillo? Cabrillo. Carrillo. 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 I don't. Yeah. Carrillo. One of those. Yeah. <laughs> Drag race is yeah, down I mean, the what main. Do you, what do you guys? Road. What do you guys think? Would the that be a fun? Like, because it would be a huge investment, right? Would it be Did a what? fun car to drive? Not really. I mean, I think it'd be fun just for that, like being on the sand and be, getting loose and um, yeah. no expectations of timing or anything. You know, it's like yeah. you're just kind of cruising around you build right? it for yeah, the event you can't almost do that right? very often yeah i know you can't and then you just probably have just as much garage. fun park you know parking hard in the with your like old fucking pendleton and your uh camp stove and i don't know meeting people i mean there's and stuff. a it's there's definitely that. a sense of adventure these guys do all these reliability runs and everything and i think i i personally think they're some of the most photogenic cars traditional hot rods like you get them out in the open and it's like just bare bones, right? It's nothing. Yeah. And it's like the adventure I mean, of going, doing any road trip with your pals and you're all in, you know, you got three or four of them, you're cruising around. Can you imagine a little trip down to Big Sur for camping for the weekend in something like a traditional hot rod? Where, yeah, yeah, I can imagine yeah, being really uncomfortable like, and fucking... Lane would love absolutely. it. We know that. But two blocks. I, I got like the a, classic... So I, Bonneville shot with a hot rod is. I went, ar- I went around the block yeah. in our friend's 29 Ford today, which is and, so uh, rad. And dude, it's like uncomfortable after two blocks. You're like, get me out of this thing, dude. Like, you can't. It's so hard to sit. Imagine going all the way to Big Sur. I can't so there's, yeah, that. no suspension, right? There's, there's no room. The seat, the there's seat no is room suspended. for your legs, dude. There's no, no suspension. <laughs> like, it's a, it's a big motorcycle, basically. It I depends mean, on your frame of mind, less right? Comfortable. Like people go down there in, in, in motorcycles. But less well, comfortable. Because a motorcycle, you can put your legs out and you're, you're, you know, you're, you can move your legs around and something. It's like you're, a, mo- you're cocooned and, it's you're, like a motorcycle. and your arms are, your arms are close to your chest and it's, well, they're pretty I don't know gnarly. If anyone's trying to convince you, but, uh, it's, you know, motorcycle, you got to put the helmet on, you got to put the jacket on, all the gear. It's like packing is a real pain. At least you got like a passenger seat to pack in, well, uh, in, in this thing. I, I mean, yeah. absolutely, it's going to be uncomfortable, but I think that that's like, that's part of it too, right? I don't know. So it seems, it seems pretty thing. rad. I do agree yeah, with the aesthetic thing. I think it would be pretty rad because you, you and, and because of that, you can get super artistic with them, but it becomes almost like 
not very functional. Like I've seen some in Japan where they're like on the ground and like super cool, like looking and like all just um, kind of like almost borderline steampunk, right? With the with the, with all the details and it's a cool scene. But none of in these that way, are but, like that. Yeah, but these are more like truck ride height thrown together. Yeah, they're yeah, very yeah, uh, primitive. Even the race cars, like actual period race cars, are not on the ground by any means because they they were driving on dirt. Well, yeah, and I think, yeah, and uh, there's definitely, you know, I was reading that book about early days of NASCAR, too, and it was, like, the beach races um, uh, uh, down, like, by Daytona and everything uh, are, it's a pretty rad mental picture, like, and and not even just a mental picture. You see all these uh, images of their plowing around in this deep sand you know doing partially on the street and then you do this deep sand turn and then you're uh, racing down the uh, the tidal zone uh, uh to hit another deep sand turn and it's like dude these cars they were all 39 39 fords were like the one and mm-hmm. um uh with that flathead v8 and uh just seeing pictures of these things on the big old tires and uh plowing around like that is is that to me sounds like so much fun Uh, that's not what these guys are doing either these guys are doing drag races on the beach Mm. which is one thing but going door to door in jalopies like uh, around a a beach course would be so bad no one's doing that of course right now that uh, yeah that i know of yeah okay well that concludes the race of gentlemen talk but it's a good good thought and and uh rather haggerty's covering that uh i just i mean on the cover i love that i love the haggerty's magazine right now it's so it's so awesome what they're getting into yeah it is it really is um so anyways that uh that's that and um you guys want to talk about a little rally from home south shall we shall mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. uh-huh mm-hmm. Uh, we all survived we did it we made it um it was a pretty harsh rally in some ways i mean some rough remote roads I think tires paid the biggest uh, biggest price on this one. Did you get from what I've understood? Did you get tired? <laughs> I was very tired. Yeah, I was, dude. No AC. It was 105 and smoky, and you're traveling at speed, so it's loud and hot and just kind of brutal, especially after lunch. I don't know about you guys, but that section, you know, from basically lunch until Laguna Seca was a warm section Hmm. yeah it was hot i was i it was funny because i um had like salt crystals on my face because i i was sweating a ton but i had the hot air blowing in my face because the ac wasn't on and so or working which we'll get to but so it was drying all the sweat and just becoming like this like (laughs) fucking ice crystal crust on my face um but um yeah it was pretty gnarly um i actually ended up like Having to scrub my face in, in, um, with, with a bottle of water that I poured into my, into some like microfiber cloth or something. Cause it was, it was so gross. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. It was hot as balls. Um, and, um, solidarity, right? I did go without AC, even though I did have AC and it turns out it is fully functional. Um, only because you didn't know you had AC. <laughs> I, I posted up a story about it, but yeah, I had recharged it. And I, I think I had mentioned, you know, when I first got the car that when I was going through the records, I saw that the whole AC system was rebuilt and converted to R134 in like, you know, like three years ago. And, um, so Mikey said that when he first got the car, it blew cold, everything was fine. And then the car sat for multiple times over the course of his ownership. And so the whole thing, the, the refrigerant leaked out. And so I, 
filled it up and it, it's a whole, it held charge fine for, for a few days. And, um, ahead of the rally and I checked it the morning of, and I'm like, there it is. It's fully charged. And, um, I went to, to use it and it wasn't working. Like I couldn't get the compressor to actually kick in. And like, you know, um, I was pressing the, the little snowflake button for it and it wasn't coming on. Um, the recirculate button would hold, but nothing was happening. And I'm like, all right, fuck it. Well, I guess I'm just rolling without it. And I checked all the fuses, um, at the, uh, lunch spot on, on the South rally and, uh, everything was fine. All the relays look good. I mean, I, I couldn't figure out what was going on. So that was that I just rolled without it. And when I got home, I, I decided to spend, you know, a little time doing some research, trying to figure out what it could be. And, um, a lot of people said that the bottom slider, um, needs to be moved in from the left, like, like towards open, it has to be moved away from the extreme left. Like mine is what? more loose. So like, uh, and it had to be moved way over than that, but some people just barely move it over. And there's, I guess something to do with the sliders are kind of tied into the, the, the power source, uh, uh to the, um, to the, uh, cl- uh, clutch on the compressor. And so I did that with it on and immediately it kicked in. And of course I got ice cold AC. So, um, it's probably no some way. fail safe. That's they don't rad. want you having AC on without it coming into the cab, so you oh. don't burn up. The oh, so compressor. it doesn't. It has to be opened at some. Yeah. So, yeah. But, but the weird thing is that the top slider or the middle slider, I could have moved all the way over and nothing happened. It had to be the bottom slider. Yeah, that is weird. The bottom slider. Well, what is uh, the bottom slider? It's for your feet. Oh, okay. Yeah. So in so, but I guess it's tied in somehow. It's grounded somehow, or tied in. I I I found a paragraph that had an explanation. It was it was pretty technical, but basically that slider is tied into the the power source for the um, I guess the relay compressor. for the for the compressor, and so um. So right. that at least I know it works, but I definitely um you know I experienced no AC with you guys, which is pretty brutal. At least with with Warren and and uh, Brian, since Lane drove a car with AC, but um yeah, I want to I, I kind of want to hate on the fact that it's an AC story that we started off with, but I also mine I, I was getting like funky intermittent AC, so I I had them check it out at BTM, and they they charged it and they're like oh yeah no but it, you know it's not really working and you probably need a generator and all this stuff or uh whatever the compressor and all this uh but i was able to get cold air intermittently out hmm. of it and I, I don't i feel like it's not and then it's working and i don't, I don't know i guess that's a, maybe a sign of a bad compressor's hmm. intermittent yeah. stuff but and it yeah. was fully it's charged a, it inside? ends up being a pretty big de- pretty big deal uh yeah yeah i think i didn't look super closely but that's what i asked them to do is just charge it and then i'll see if it leaks right uh, yeah um so i think i'm pretty sure yeah but yeah kind of a big deal yeah and it's 100 degree heat it's and, also yeah. did you did you have a radio art i did yeah because i think that's like i would have gone it's one thing uh uh to not have ac and you can like roll the windows down and it's loud but it uh at least get some air moving but I found found myself in the situation where I was leading, uh, and we had like four or five of us with radios, including Peter B, who was in the very back of our mm-hmm. crew, um, and so it was really handy to be able to, you know, just communicate back and forth. Like I was calling out cars, Peter was calling out when when people dropped behind, and we kind of like lost them, right? Yeah. And and so we were just kind of keeping tabs. Um, but I couldn't use the radio with my windows down. So it was like the super hot section of the day. And I, I had to make the call to roll up the windows 
just so I could be communicating on the radio. And so that's when my, that's when I was saying, like I was sweating so gnarly that it was like dripping sweat drops off onto the, yeah. the center console and everything. Totally. That's why I'm talking about this. I had to, uh, so what I ended yeah. up doing, what I found worked well was I went full blast on the air, all vents to my face. And then I opened, I cracked the passenger side window and that was enough so mm. I could still hear and it was toler- yeah. <laughs> tolerable, but yeah. it was definitely pretty hardcore. But otherwise, yeah, I, I was I really to... impressed um, that my car held up in terms of like heat and the 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 um, needle never moved. Um, I'm pretty sure this car has a cold ther- colder thermostat on it because it stays between a quarter and half. And normally these cars run pretty like vertical on, on the half mark, uh, and it did yeah. not budge at all. Like the and I drove it hard and in that heat, and it was totally fine. It was I was Same really impressed. Mine. Yeah, that's yeah. oh, always a nice mine, feeling. Mine too. The E46 did too. Sweet. I had Straight a, up the my one failure, uh, was on the really rough section of road. My entire stereo came out of the dash <laughs> and landed on my gear shift. Oh, like mid turn, it was rattling loose and the whole thing just shot out and, uh, had to shove it back in there. So obviously something broke in the clips that hold it. Dude, that uh, that was a rough section. Yeah, didn't area. you also lose another clip? Speaking of clips, well, I didn't want to talk about it. But for those, <laughs> oh, for no. those at home keeping score, uh, the right front mud flap uh, lost a clip and uh, had to Every soldier rally. on. I was luckily uh, able to complete the rally. Uh, didn't lose the mud flap. And by the way, I looked at mud flap prices and they've gone through the roof. Um, they're like three hundred fifty bucks for yeah. a set. I think when I bought mine, I was like. I don't know, not even a hundred. This is back in the dark ages. So anyways, um, going to have to get back to that. I don't have my car right now. It's actually at AutoWorks detailing. So when I get that back, I'm going to, I bought some wheel spacers and Ooh, uh, a couple of the little things. Yeah. So we'll see if I can fix this mud flap clip once and for all. Dude, but, so I uh, lost, uh, don't know. three clips. Uh, so on, on E30s, uh, they have two screws on the bottom and they have these little kind of like binder looking clips on top, right? And so there's, for there's, what? uh, for, what? for the, the front for grill. grill. Oh, did I not say the grill? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> on E30s, yeah. Like, on E30s on the front grill, right? So, uh, on the, and the left and right grill, not the kidney. They have these little clips on top and then they have two screws on the bottom. I lost both, both clips on the driver's side and one clip on the passenger side. And at the halfway point, the, the top of the, the, the driver's side one was like popped, like kind of flipped forward. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And so luckily I, I, you know, I managed to figure it out and salvage something to, to keep it on there. But, um, but yeah, that was, that was, that was a rough section. Definitely pop, clip <laughs> Real, poppy, popping worthy. Just a uh, real savage repairs needed for these cars. A mud flap yeah. clip, a grill clip, the stereo. That's well, that's because we avoided the potholes because we're experienced. The people that didn't got flat, got flat tires and cracked rims and all kinds of fun stuff. I will well, say though, no, my, and you guys uh, have sidewall. Come on. Yeah, yeah I have, have sidewall. sidewall. That's, that's true. And I did, I put that in the rally guidebook. So I felt good about that because it was like, I'm giving you an out here. If you don't have sidewall, this is not the best section for you. And I think uh, we put it. After that section, though. Well, I mean, it was like, turn on this road, and then right below that it said, if you don't have sidewall, no. don't... 
No, I'm positive. Yeah, I, yeah. Right. So it was after the turn. So it was like, sure, if you're but, reading in order, I, I just, it, it came up because I was looking at it with somebody else and they're like, yeah, uh, yeah, we just know. <laughs> so it's like, you know, after I would the hope fact people are like, yeah, reading it like a little ahead, ahead of time because there's right. you know, some so, facts. Yeah. High, ho- but, high hopes. High hopes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so did I you, always, so I, I was, uh, one day rally. I, I feel like I scored, I had a couple different, very long sections, uh, basically solo, just like running free. Uh, and you know, I, I don't know if we mentioned the same thing on the last podcast. I feel like maybe we did, but, um, Dude, uh, we, when we do the three-day rallies, it's like you try to collect a few little long sections, right, of, like, uh, uninterrupted driving, uh, and you're stoked with that. And I feel like I got it all in one day, and I felt really lucky at the end of it. Nice. Now, did, you guys, did you guys get some clear driving? I did. Well, I mean, I had, I had some good – we had some good packs going on different sections, but I think that's a testament to these remote roads is yeah. getting clear, clear driving. Mm-hmm. Yeah much more remote than what we did on the north and the north is remote if you're coming from like LA or something you'd say like oh those those roads are super remote there's not a lot out there but this takes it to like the next step this is like ghost town remote um yeah. and a lot of it and um you know there were some rough sections for sure and i feel like i've learned a lot from my my old old buddy and mentor uh Phil Gilsdorf about driving fast on rough roads yeah. because he took a 356 on one of our rallies. And I remember like going along rough dirt road, going about 20 miles an hour, bouncing along and he blasts by me at 60. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, that makes sense because it's like the, the tires don't have, or the suspension doesn't have time to compress at all. It's like, you're just skipping along. Yeah. Your car is like lighter at that point. It's lighter, right? Yeah. And so there's not as much load on the suspension as you're bouncing over this stuff. So in some cases, if there's a lot of little potholes, you can kind of like kind of fly over it, um, but not always. So kind of depends on the road. Yeah, it totally is a thing, though. You just have to be very alert, right? Because when you do have a nasty divot or, or, or bump, you can end up bottoming out your oil pan or pop a tire or something. But but I think yeah. for, for, for that road in particular, the, like the, the uphill, the really, really bumpy one, um, I tried to do that, but it was just like, there was also picking up rocks and the people in front of me, you know, like, it's just like, it's gravelly on top of it. And so it becomes like a, a, an exercise in trying to find the right distance between the cars around you and trying to keep pace. It was a tricky one. Yeah. It was definitely a challenging one. But that being said, the backside of that was a hundred percent worth it. It was unbelievable. Totally. And as you said, like, you know, uh, speaking of Brian's point, um, I was leading this particular section, but I had two cars behind me that were driving great and good, good, good dudes. It was Raj and, um, I forget the other guy's name. He had the Euro spec E28 M5 with a 3.9 liter stroker, super rad car, HRE, like, yeah. um, uh, mesh wheels from the eighties. And, um, and so we had a fantastic Logan. run down the hill. Nobody in front of me at all, like completely clear road in every direction and both directions. Super fun, really smooth, very flowy. Um, uh, challenging, a lot of double apexes yeah. and some places triple apexes, like really interesting. And no, no signage to tell you yeah. really what you're coming up to. Yeah. You have and to really look see, ahead and 
you know, crane yeah. your neck and try to and, and try to find that balance between carrying momentum for me especially right because I had these more powerful cars behind me it's like like trying to keep my momentum and not use my brakes but still try to understand what's happening up ahead is like it was it was definitely challenging but really fun I had a that was my favorite road for the whole rally um, you know we've driven a lot of the other ones um, and we had some good runs but um, on the way back out of uh, not the halfway point, but towards the halfway point, I did have a weird stutter problem from sloshing, I think, old fuel around. I still haven't really, really diagnosed it, but um, the car was uh, cutting off, and it, and I, I did, I'm pretty sure, I didn't completely confirm it, but I'm pretty sure it was a fuel delivery problem. Um, but um, it was just, um, I think it's because, again, sediment in the tank, car sitting around. Um, I was told, because I saw that I, I took out the fuel filter after I got back, and the fuel that came out of it was crystal clear. It was super clean on both sides. But um, I was told that there is a, a pickup uh, screen on the uh, on the pick on the fuel pump that's in the tank because this car has two pumps, and um, and that when that gets clogged up, then you have these stuttering problems. And I think that was kind of what Brian was alluding to too. When you get low in fuel, like yeah, that, that starves, right. so yeah. that starves of fuel as well. The in tank pump, so like that one uh, later on, it sounds like they just well the later cars for sure only had one, but um, later uh, people sort of retrofit the later style on these earlier cars to avoid this problem because once you get close to a quarter tank and you're, you're throwing the car around, um, you end up with fuel starvation problems. And on top of that, I think it was compounded by the fact that I had some nasty sediment in the tank. So, um, but after a while I filled it up and I, I, I banged on the fuel pump and the filter and the problem went away entirely. Um, and I got home totally fine and it doesn't have any issues now, but we'll see. I, I'm going to try to take it out on some twisty roads and see if it comes back. Nice. Cool. Cool. Um, and Lane, you were not in your 944. You had mentioned you had a seat issue, right? Mm-hmm. And at the last minute, you threw a Hail Mary. I did. And uh, and what happened? Um, Dante uh, offered me his 20, I don't even know, 2019 GTI, I guess. It's like a <clears throat> sport package car. I don't know what the like trim level is, but it has leather, but it has the sport diff. And it has mm-hmm. a sunroof and all that stuff. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so you offered me out of the car. I think it has like 10,000 miles on it. Um, nice. So it's wow. pretty fresh. Manual, manual Man- transmission. Six-speed manual. Has the diff. Has the shitty all-season tires or whatever they are, Bridgestones or something. Pirelli's, I don't even know. Um, yeah, so I was offered that car. So um, super stoked. To, um, obviously, I'm pretty familiar with them. Um, I put like 50,000 hard miles on one before. So... Um, yeah, it was the, like all this air, the air conditioning talk. I was like windows up the whole time, air conditioning on, just cruising, um, one hand on the wheel, just fucking, you know, uh, so the whole time I was like talking to myself, like going up that hill, that, that tight bumpy section, the hill climbing to the, um, uh, like the campsite or whatever. I don't even know. Um, yeah, yeah. Campground campground. Um, I'm just saying the whole time, like following Teal and the M5, and he's like moving all over the place, and I'm just cruising. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm just like, dude, I'm cheating so hard. Like, this is such a cheater car, dude. And then I'm thinking about everyone else that's cheating. Um, and then I'm thinking about all the experiences you lose driving a modern car like that on these rallies. Like, mm-hmm. totally. you're, you're like, literally, you're experiencing half the rally if you're driving a car that's that capable. Or, and then imagine driving like a new, like nine eleven or something like it's just like you're not getting like 
I mean, it's it's crazy. Like I'm driving a 220 horsepower, whatever new car, and um, and it's fat. I mean, it's it could keep up with anything on the rally in most cases. Um, but uh, it's just yeah, your enjoyment level just isn't there. Yeah, the modern car thing it's is also hard it's, enough. It's, it's about the insulation, right? And like the, and also modern chassis, how, how Dude, it's capable all the, it is and handling all of that bumpy stuff. Um, it's the fact composed. that you don't have to, and yeah, you don't have to pay attention, dude. You could drive, you could, it's idiot proof, you know? It's like, yeah. you could like stab the brakes way too late and throttle out way too early and you could like swerve and you can do anything you want. It has like all the nannies. Um, it's also just the chat. Yeah. Modern chassis. Um, I mean, everything is just there for you and it's just like, it's so easy, dude. There's no repercussions for your fucking shitty driving either. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just like, uh, it, and, and you also have power on hand too. You have tons of torque, like say, low, on, low having, end torque. You're not having to think about, no. you know, multiple shifts. And, and you don't have to gain, you don't have to momentum. like keep your momentum through that turn to like, be able to maintain speed on the next straight. Like right. yeah. you're just, you just have power, dude. It's like, um, and the, all that being said, it was like still tons of fun. I had, I had a lot of fun driving that car and it just reconfirms like how good those cars are to me. Um, but it's, it's definitely not like the whole like experience. It, it, it was more like just going on a drive Mm-hmm. And it was fun and a fun drive, but it it definitely wasn't an adventure like like the rallies usually usually yeah. are. Yeah, um, your stereo didn't fall out on your lap. My stereo did not fall out. I had, yeah, dude, I had, I had Spotify playing the whole time, like Windows <laughs> up. I'm like, fuck. it was so, so easy. There was two times on um, Carmel Valley Road where I got stuck like in third gear instead of shifting to second, where I didn't have enough power right. and I had to downshift. Right, right. But Sure. Like, and this is following Teal's M5 and he's like, you know, he's like after the one, he's like, sorry, sorry, I was kind of going slow during some of the turns because his car was like kind of jittery around some of the bumpy stuff. And I'm like, no, nah, it's fine. You know, but whatever. But like that car is just so fucking capable. It's it's crazy. Yeah. So uh, I hate to bring it back to AC, but um, uh, uh, that car, modern cars, right? Once you go, I think it's like close to wide open throttle, the AC shuts off. Doesn't it dis- like disengage the compressor so you don't lose power? Whereas like an old car, like you, st- <laughs> you, you lose like 10, 15 horsepower, 20 horsepower. So on, yeah, in, in theory, if we had AC in our cars, like we would, we would still be way down on power, which compounds the whole momentum yeah, thing yeah. and everything else. So you have to really think through everything, right? Yeah, they also have enough power where it doesn't even matter. <laughs> right, the know? torque is key on that car, right? They, they definitely yeah. are very torquey. Um, yeah. But and I guess that it all is summarizes, or in summaries, really the whole sensification thing we talk about, right? It's like yeah. people will ask, they'll reach out and be like, hey, I have this GTI or I have this modern car. It's like, yeah, you can bring it, but it's not the right choice, right, for these And it reasons. is fun, dude, compared yeah. to like it's contemporary, you know, like whatever, to, compared to like a, a lot of new cars, but it's just doesn't have the there's no sense of occasion or sense of adventure to it right it's just mm-hmm. like and it was just so easy to drive fast it was just like there's nothing to it dude it was just like you you kind of like you had to be driving fast to have fun too and if you were like stuck behind someone kind of slower right, the limits are way higher yeah. Yeah, yeah everything was just the limits are so high and to get the rear end to c- come out at all you know you had to be really fucking flying 
um, right. and lift throttle. Yeah, like all, and, all of the other cars on the rally are at 90% or whatever, yeah. and you're sitting there at 70%. And so you're yeah. not really at that. The, the amount of time exactly. you're at the hairy edge is not much. And, and even so that's, when, that's a good way to put it. Even when that's you, a good way to put it. And that car is 90%. It drives more like an E30 or 944 is like 65%. Right. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? Like it's got the, nannies. It's yeah, got exactly. nannies and it's like just a well-engineered chassis, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's insulated. insulated, insulated, insulated yeah. Quiet. Yeah. And just fast. It's interesting. Right? It's interesting because uh, our very first rally, I think it was, I took my uh, E36 M3. Yep. And I remember having this same, like I probably talked about it on the podcast, like I felt like I was cheating the entire time. You did. I had this yeah. same feeling. And it was like, oh, you know, it's cool, but, uh, you know, it, it, it was just a little too easy. Um, but I don't know if, uh, you know, I feel the same way about E36 M3s anymore. You know, how many years on? This is six years on, five, six years on. Like, now all of a sudden, E36 M3 might not feel like cheating. I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you that... Uh, my E46 non M car somehow does not feel like cheating, and I think it's the it's pro it's probably the horsepower level, right? Uh, like I like I am I I I do get the to really like I have to try. Uh, you know I'm I'm really having to push that car, and I'm hitting full throttle like a lot. Uh, and so maybe that's part of it, but somehow that doesn't feel like cheating, and I. I it's a super interesting question, like which cars are and aren't, because, like, is an E46 M3 cheating? Hell yeah! I kind of feel like it's not. It totally is. I don't know. It's when be. I've driven it's them on the be. rally, 333 like, horsepower, dude. Like, but it still feels very analog. It's still like, cheating. It's like, well, there's a lot of analog cars, but I mean, you're not having to work as hard as someone in a 2002 or a an E30, right? I mean, dude, I'm not saying I have the answer. I, 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 I cause I don't, I don't know, dude. Like, well, it's I mean, all it levels like of guys cheating, are right? Sure. It's all levels of cheating. It's like compared to the 944 or the E30, your car is cheating too. You know, you have 220 horsepower on tap and, and all this stuff. Like, and, modern, you know, like, and it's way more modern. Um, insulation yeah. and 15 years newer, or 20 years newer or whatever. Yeah. Uh, 20 years newer, I guess. Um, it's like but, difficulty to drive or something. I mean, I don't know. Mine's almost even more cheating than an E46 M3 just because with the E46 M3, there's at least that S54 motor that like adds an element of danger and noise and, uh, like I, there's something, it's kind of like whatever hairiness. triggers it your has brain a little more hair- to have, it's more hairy. Yeah. yeah that's probably a good hairy. way to describe yeah, it. Yeah. So like, because it's more, the cars that are more hairy, uh, it, you know, that is more engagement, like by definition. And, yeah. and, and so like the GTI safe, quiet, capable is that's very low hair. That's, that's, uh, yeah. That's and front wheel and front wheel drive, front wheel drive. Right. Very so like, right. Even, not, even more forgiving, like more super forgiving. has yeah. a, has a diff. Like, I don't, I yeah. mean, it kind of, it's just all all grip and and you know that being said i mean i was full throttle a lot i mean it wasn't like i wasn't full throttle but you're just able to go really fast you know um yeah and you're you don't have any repercussions or you just don't feel like you're really pushing it um even when you are pushing it right because it's like 
Uh, I don't know. You could almost because it's easy. You could almost <laughs> like yeah. uh, you could almost like rate all the cars on the rally, like the hairiness level, uh, and it's like all like five different factors or whatever, like that we kind of just went over and and right. But it kind of depends on the driver too, uh, and the way that they are approaching it. I don't know. It is interesting, right. but you do get more out of it. Uh, the hairier it is, it feels like. Or the the uh, the less capable it is, right? Yeah, because you have to work harder. So, to like make, a do little the same BMW sixteen hundred on skinny tires is gonna like he's gonna be he's gonna be hairy. It's gonna be a hairy experience, even though that car has no hairiness at all. You know, it's a very tame car, um, but he's gonna be like sliding it you everywhere. Have to drive it hard. To keep you have up. to drive it yeah. hard. Yeah. Yeah, I was like thinking. Phil so- hauling ass in his convertible three fifty six, dude. Like. I'm sure he was always on the edge and like that's it, like killing yeah. it, right? He's sawing at that wheel like crazy, probably, and he's hauling ass. Or like that 205 GTI of Gens, and he's having to push it yeah. super hard to do anything remotely close to what uh, the rest of his cars could do, you know. Yeah. So there's um, also the whole like momentum where a slower car will have to, you have to kind of push it harder through these turns in order to keep even keep yeah. contact with these other cars where they can kind of like they can just stab it on the straights go slow through a turn stab it out and they look like kind of heroes but they're actually like you know they're not maintaining speed right so um yeah you're not I, thinking yeah it's not not as no. uh, yeah you're not thinking yeah, yeah. Cool. so yeah, yeah no, I, GTA, think, I guess that's part of it my mind yeah. wasn't doing anything yeah. besides just saying right. i'm a cheater i'm a cheater which is the, the whole, whole engagement thing right in this whole but yeah. like the 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 one car that came to mind was um we were sitting there with a uh, with the drew waiting for the volvo situation to, to figure out what we we're going to do with it and um the dudes in the gtvs and the gta uh junior or no the gt junior uh roll by and the gt junior it was on little tiny he was on skinny i think cn36s or xwx's i don't know what they were and um and i he came around the turn um and he was like squealing tires, not going fast though, but you could yeah. tell he's just trying to keep up. He trying to keep up. And it's like, it reminded me of, of Jay Leno when, um, he talks about being in his Bugatti, I think is it a type 35, like the, the race car. And, um, and so he's like going through an intersection in LA somewhere and the light turned yellow and he's, he floors it to make the light and turns into this wide boulevard, gets it sideways mid, mid intersection, straightens it out immediately gets a cop on his ass like lights um, lights the siren going and he's like freaking out he's like oh no dude i totally screwed up i was way speeding i was like out of control through there i'm in deep shit gets pulled over cop walks up cops like kind of like kind of laughing uh and he's and jay's like apologizing i'm so sorry i know i was speeding back there i shouldn't i should have waited for the light and he's like what are you talking about he's like yeah i i must have you know i was i was definitely blowing it through there he's like he's like i just wanted to talk to you and i wanted to check out your car or something and and uh and he's like well wasn't i speeding he's like you were going 35 <laughs> and, like, and so he like it was like this huge scene you know like he was like and obviously with those yeah, cars yeah. are the epitome of that you're super exposed and like you know they're on the tiniest tires and all that kind of stuff but it's uh, it's like the classic slow car fast experience right where it's like you're pushing it as hard as it can go um and you're you're you think it's a big deal but there's like it's it's really just like super slow speeds and it's totally you know nothing but yeah. um it, it reminded so, me of that like uh, the answer is all always miata almost by the way <laughs> kind of for a modern I mean, everything, interpretation everything that we've been describing is like you know that's close that checks a lot of the hairy boxes 
especially yeah, if you throw it's, a pumper it's motor. It's a low, low light engaging manual rear yeah. wheel drive. When you go modern, the BRZs BRZs do a good job of it if you want to coupe. Like, yeah. Yeah. I like mean, so Matt's lane, car, I mean, it's yeah, way yeah. more capable than, than – I mean, it's still kind of – you know, you could say that's cheating compared to, like, yeah, one yeah. of our cars. But, like, that's that's definitely, like, adding more engagement to your driving. Mm-hmm. And it's rear-wheel yeah, right. drive and stuff. Lighter weight. I mean, I was in a group in the, in the morning section before lunch, and uh, kind of a couple cars came and went. But our, the core was myself – Garrett in his 914 and Colin in his 912. Very analog and, and not cheater. Yeah. <laughs> and all of our cars seemed well matched, which you wouldn't think. They're just so kind of all over the place. But we kept together and uh, we had like the awesome, you know, rough section that turned into glorious, smooth road um, all to ourselves. Like you were saying, no cars in either direction. And it was fun to w- look back and see you know, Colin in the 912 on CN36 is like the whole car is leaning and like borderline sliding around, you know, turns yeah. and, yeah. and I'm trying, I'm working pretty hard to keep going. And I'm sure any of those, you know, the modern cars could have just blown past us like they did right. later, like right. Teal's M5, you know, 400 horsepower and, and, uh, soft suspension and stuff. So it just is a total, it's a different experience. And, uh, I don't think there's a wrong answer per se, but it depends on what you want to, experience that's yeah, how you want way. your experience to be yeah, um, yeah i will sense. say like the gti is like basically it's m5 fast um like it wow. was teal and i on most of the on we had two really good runs the good runs together and it was just like he and i and we're cruising and yeah we, your and car's just, probably way more capable in the turns and his is you know faster in the straights yeah and, it's like but he could he put the power down right it's like it's yeah. the whole thing of like, yeah, how like much Mustang versus how, Mini. Kinda. How much can you do? Like, so it's like that was like the gnarliest car when it came out, and now you're like a new GTI. But he's having way more fun, right? I mean, he's definitely right. like working. You know, he's and he's having, having to a modulate throttle. He has rear wheel drive. He has a big torquey V8. Like, you know, there's a lot more going on there. Yeah. I'm just mashing it anywhere I can go, and yeah. I'm turning it as hard as I want, and like. Yeah, Whatever. that's a fun car. I mean, the E39 M5 is definitely an engaging car, and it's a challenge to drive fast, especially on a dusty, around. yeah, on a dusty back road. You know, like it's. Yeah. So I think that's a pretty. It's it's cheating in in the sense of modernity, right? Of course, it's comfortable. You're cosseted. You got AC, all that. But but you got good sounds. You've got you know good good everything else, right? Good brakes, good steering, all that. Even though it's a steering box, it's like one of the best steering boxes. So like, but all styling. It's a, and... it's a cool car. I think it's a great rally car, especially for this one. And I told him ahead of the rally because he was bummed out that he couldn't bring his 924 and i'm like dude i think it's better suited for what we're going to do and and um i talked to him at, at the lunch stop and he he was he agreed he's like dude yeah this is like they were pretty happy that they brought that car they had a great time and that's cool. and this is another interesting point too where it's like ideally you're just sampling different flavors so his 924 is a perfect example of like very low uh, limits, uh, it's tiny tires and basically just a stock car. Uh, and so being able to flip between that and the M5, I mean, that's rad. You get to try different varieties, right? And that's, yep. uh, you switch it up a little bit, uh, on different rallies. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Um, it looks like art, you might have a visitor. I do. Yeah. Um, do you need to go? Uh, one second. I'm turning mic off. Oh, he's he's muted. All right. Well, um, Brian, how are you doing on time? I think I got time. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we don't have a ton to 
add here to the rally stuff. I think it was a, a success. Um, Super fun. The roads roads were clear and um, people seemed to have a good time. No, Whoa. hey, a little little one here. <laughs> Seems like our your daughter has like grown a lot in the last yeah. few weeks. Or she something. Yeah, she's like a real human now. She has like tons I of know. hair and out of the alien stage. Yep, out of the alien nice. stage. She's like, like a little a little little porcelain doll kind of thing though. Still. I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, it feels like the, the formula worked. Um, I don't want it to replace our regular rallies, but the fact that we can still do this safely and have a good time is um, pretty awesome. And, of course, like seeing everyone, even if we have to be socially distanced, wearing masks is still better than not seeing people. And um, I had a really, really good time. So I hope everyone else did. And we'll have to do it again soon, I think. Yeah. Yeah, goal. I agreed. I think that was a good, good test. Yeah. yeah, and it worked. It worked. It's proven. It worked. Yeah. Um, so let's see. We have a few more minutes here. Um, I was going to mention briefly that my car is at AutoWorks Detailing. Um, those guys are amazing. And uh, it's going to get a little bit of love. But my loaner car, while my car's over there, was um, our buddy Racing Ali's S550E. Uh, so that's a S-Class Hybrid 2017 um, which has been interesting for sure. I actually played chauffeur for Lane yesterday. Oh, yeah. nice! How um, was it back there? <laughs> um, the the it was it was pretty decent. Yeah, it was like plenty of room and stuff. Um, how does it compare to the G? Was it the G ninety that they brought that uh, Ben brought? Oh yeah, it's it's a little. I would say it's a little less like plush, maybe, or it has less like stuff. Hmm. For a rear passenger, it doesn't yeah, have rear passenger. It doesn't have, have like stuff than the. It, than the Genesis. It doesn't, it doesn't have the seat that folds. You can't like push the seat forward. Like the Genesis, you could, you can move the seat, the passenger seat forward. So you have more leg room and stuff. Um, it doesn't have any of that stuff. It didn't have like, um, it didn't have any AC controls or anything in the back, which is surprising. Ooh, yeah. Is it because no of climate? No would that, would that change with, uh, well, I guess we don't have like long wheelbase versions, do we? Uh, Wham? No. So no, yeah, no. that's interesting. Maybe for other markets, so, but so the Genesis, yeah, the G G ninety had all that. Well, you can get all that. So, it yeah. just this model, his doesn't have it. But mm. yeah, so it has like the front seats have hot stone massage. It has wow. the perfume, uh, climate control. It's got uh, Distronic Plus, so it does steer for you. It'll brake and all that stuff as well. Um, but mainly, I mean, this is. It's a it's a hybrid plug-in hybrid, um, and it's called an S550, but it's not the five liter V8 or whatever liters it's the like V8 is. It's a, it's a V6, um, so they kind of trick you with that. Oh, it's a V6. Maybe it's, yeah. Oh shit. It's a V6. Isn't um, it an S550e or something? Yeah, S550e. Huh. The five so, huh? doesn't mean anything. <laughs> and no, they just totally trick you. Um, and uh, the weird thing is if you have it in a certain mode, so there's like four different hybrid modes, but if you have it in just standard hybrid, it will decide when and where it turns the electric motor on. And that can happen like at highway speeds. It huh. can happen off a of start. Um, it'll also fill in between gear shifts. So in some cases, like if there's a, maybe it goes like two shifts down, it'll actually fill in with electric temporarily. Fill. So Warren, is, is that a, the inline six or the V6? It's a V6. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. It is a complex car, though. And you got to imagine that this is just going to be such a dinosaur in now. Already, yeah. <laughs> you know, like yesterday. Um, 
I mean, it's cool. And I'm sure they had to do it to be able to get to the next step, which is basically, it needs to be fully electric. Um, yeah. And the new Maybach they're talking about, and it'll be S class as well, but 430 mile range, all nice. electric. And then you're in a, the car is silent. The only thing you hear is Ali has AMG, I think they're 19s or 20s with uh, Michelin Pilot Sport uh, PS4Ss, I think. So you hear tire noise mm. is really all wow, you hear. Um, especially with an electric, but even with the engine on, it's it's very quiet. So you mentioned like the um, torque, like like the alternating or like the the electrical or electric motor kicking in. Do you feel all that, or is it super seamless? It's very seamless. Okay. The only way you even know is you watch the tack stay at zero, and then the little electric graph goes up. Oh, okay. And but otherwise, you wouldn't really know. Yeah, riding in it, you didn't have that like you know. Sometimes you'll be walking across a crosswalk or something, and you what hear, if you hear a car kick on? It feels like you can even see like the hood move and stuff. It didn't yeah. have it didn't have a lot of that. It was it seemed and it didn't seem that much quieter in electric than when the engine was actually going. No. Uh, well, so we did. Yeah. We um we I had to pick up like a bag for my my daughter's school. Like they send home these like, you know, they're like, oh, we have a chalkboard or whatever, a whiteboard and a couple other things. So we went and picked it up. And so Warren drove me there and just stopped right up front because it's like in the parking <laughs> lot. You do the pickup and I get out of the back. <laughs> so I was chauffeuring. He him. was chauffeuring me full on. And I'm going to pick up kids and stuff again. My kids and we're like. And I'm being chauffeured in this S class. I get out, you know, like go get to the stuff, elementary school. Get back in the back door. They're uh, like, dude, step up with the fucking bake sale, you piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You should have opened the yeah. door for him, Wham. Did you go out and open the door? I for him? know there must have been know, so many wearing, questions. Yeah. I wasn't wearing anything uh, chauffeur worthy, but yeah. And we had all the screen, all the uh, the shades are up too in the back, so it's just you know you can't even see in Junction there. And, produce. Yeah, and they're super tinted windows, like factory tent, the silver yeah. kind of tent. Um. So, yeah, I think the only thing that I would change on this car for ultimate waft is more sidewall. Uh, mm. the, the time, you know, the time-tested uh, mantra here from from Wham is uh, more sidewall, more waft. Yeah, the ride was a little busier than I thought it would be. Interesting. Same here. And that that is great for hustling at over Highway 17 or something. Obviously, you're going to welcome that. But it'd be nice to go click sport and have that ability. And then when you go to comfort go to full go cloud. full waft yeah. and uh, I think you just need more tire, smaller wheels, what, more tire. Did you look at what the uh, dimensions were on those things? Like, no, what, I, I what didn't is look. It? They're probably 20s so, or something or right. Or 19s. God, I'm, so it's I'm like sorry, 35, I'll, probably 35 sidewall. very skinny tires. I'll mm. post it. I'll post it later, but yeah, I don't have it in front of me, but, um, they are good tires. They're great tires and super capable. But if I was using that as a commuter, which I'm, I think he did, and he has a carpool sticker on, which is such a rad, such a rad loophole. You're, you know, commuting in your S class, and it's got, yeah, it's fully uh, carpool sticker worthy. So um, I would go with whatever the Phantom uses, uh, sidewall ratio or something like that as uh, plush as you can get. And I think you're, you're really going to do something because the car weighs over 5,000 pounds. So you want, you want a lot of sidewall, you know, the suspension yeah. can do a lot, but um, yeah. And then I'm really curious. I want to drive a magic carpet car so bad. Um, but it's got to have the 48 volt system. And then they couldn't put that in the hybrid because it doesn't fit. So um, 
I would love if anyone out there is listening and has one, um, I would love to go on a ride because that is so magic just carpet. Is, that is a Mercedes thing. Yeah, that's their active body control that reads the road and uses GPS, I believe, to know when there's any, you know, any road issues coming up and it will adjust suspension a thousand times a second to adjust. And I've seen side by side the car driving over rough road with and without it. It's amazing. It was on Colinga Road. It was yeah, it was chasing turkeys, running over tarantulas. Um, so, anyways, that's uh, that's S Class Talk and uh, great stereo. It's a Burmeister, uh, four thousand speakers in the thing. Um, I was we we're playing a little Steely Dan. Well, Warren some... knows me because right off the bat, he had a Beach Boys pet sounds. God only knows, and that's a great. That was a great one in that. Yeah, and it's very they, pure. Yeah, that's where it's like going around surround sound stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a surround yeah. sound, yeah. Jesus um, Christ, all right. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, anyway, so um, the car is going back tomorrow. I think I might get a ride in his new Targa, so that'll be cool. I'll oh, nice. let you know how that goes, and then I'll pick up my car. And then, yeah, Lane and I were talking about trying to do some weekly meetups um, or, I don't know, biweekly like Pescadero, Alice's, something. Maybe people can play hooky for lunch or something. I uh, would love to do some stuff like that. So we'll we'll talk. We'll talk. talk. Coffee talk. Well, I, you guys I still t- haven't really talked about the E28, and I feel like it's kind of too late to bring it up. But, oh, shit. Um, Damn, I, uh, it's too late. The, I'll mention one thing, just that um, speaking of Ali, you know, he – we we've all uh, sat there and watched as he's bought a few different cars and he just goes like all in, like he just dives in, does all of the stuff at once, turns out a rad machine. Right. And it's like, I've always thought it's a little crazy. It's hard for me to understand. I've got this E 28 dude. And it's like going through my mind in exactly the Ollie way where it's like thinking one step at a time, but it's like, uh, you know, first order business, the brakes and it's not an LSD right now. So it's brakes wheels tires lsd uh the transmission's making a weird noise so do you upgrade to a dog leg after chatting with some people and then <laughs> all of that uh and then you know what you're just going to leave the motor as it is i've just discussed i've just uh discussed the entire drivetrain right there and it's almost and yeah. that's not not to mention the obvious one which is suspension and it's like <laughs> You know, list the 10 components that you need to replace there, let alone all of the bushings to make it worthwhile. So, I mean, then you're right back to why don't you spend 10 grand on a perfect one? Right. It's a full restoration. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, you know, and it's like, it's it's a weird mental thing. And before, before I had done the E46, I had like never done any of that. I had never really modified anything. I did the E46 and it's like you go component by component. And now I feel like I'm getting sucked down this Ollie path where it's like, I know what I like in cars and it's, there's kind of like a minimum requirement <laughs> to get in. Uh, yeah. but so I think I, it's, like, I, I, it's like a crisis mode for me for that as far as like, uh, just not knowing what to do. Uh, cause right. I, I'm in no position to jump into a whole brand new clean slate build. Uh, right. and like you I mentioned, Wham, it's like, start with a, start with a later one. And, well, what's I your mean, goal usually, with that car? Well, I, mean, I what, don't have any or, goals, dude. I what, fell into what it. is the, I know. So what is it? What purpose does it serve? 
It's a good question. Yeah. I mean, I, and maybe, maybe, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know. Right. Like it, we, we've done a lot of talking on, in this podcast, uh, tonight about, um, hair, hairiness, right. And like, get, you have more fun when you're, uh, in something that's, uh, less well-equipped basically. And, uh, you know, my E46 is solid and is super fun to drive. And, um, I look forward to taking it on the rallies. Uh, uh, this could be a counterpoint to that. You know, my, uh, you know, my 924, uh, to an E39 M5, you could say, right? Like pick your different flavor. I could keep skinny tires on this thing and not slam it and put stiff suspension, just drive it as is for a while. And, you know, just yeah, take just it be a fun, for those fun daily. Yeah. I mean, but I, I, I really don't know. I don't know the answer. Um, uh, it is cool to have a vintage, uh, or, or a more classic BMW. Uh, there's definitely something to that. I need to see it in person. Cause I, I've only seen it like when we first started doing the podcast, I think. And then I yeah. don't even remember. Yeah. But I mean, a, it's a cool car. And if you had the money, like, let's say you had 10 grand, just whatever you had $10,000 that you're like, I'm going to yeah. make this, this E28 or yeah, perfect. Basically, you know, it's going right. to be the, your exact dream or you go out and buy one. Um, I think it just comes down to your end result. Like, what are you really needing out of it? If it's going to be a, a really nice driver, I don't think um, I don't think it'd be bad to do it as you go along. But finding like a modified one, you probably get a better bang for your buck buying one with all the stuff already done. You know, the guy that yeah. went through and has has quality suspension, a rebuilt engine, you know, like. You buy Maybe, that for yeah. eight, grand, eight grand and to do it yourself, you're going to be into it 15, but you could do it over time, you know? Yeah. And, but it's it weird... does depend too, because I've already been chatting with, uh, like, uh, Joe Otati. I already, he already sold me a stainless exhaust for like 50 bucks and he just had it lying <laughs> around. Um, yeah. and, and I'm like, I was basically a week late to buy the ground control full suspension off of his roll D28. Uh, uh, he already had sold it to somebody, but it was a deal. Right. And he had already done all the tuning where the shocks were rebuilt. And he, he went through a couple different spring rates to find the right happy medium. And so, yeah, like maybe I could find one where somebody's already done it, but that's actually pretty rare. If I did target that, I wanted an E28 that was done up. Like they just yeah, don't come and around that often. To be honest and, with you, if it's a nice car, it's going to be more expensive. It'll be it's like going to be more expensive. It's yeah, going to be fifteen, twenty grand. Right, yeah, I agree. Yeah. And so, if you could get the deal and, uh, on on some used parts just from in the community, which it feels like they are kind of moving around. Uh, yeah. and, and you do it piece by piece. Like you say, like, you, you know, I think that that's really like the recipe that usually works for most of us. Um, but yeah, yeah. yeah, it's definitely an interesting question and it's, it's definitely interesting how, uh, getting a deal on a car, uh, doesn't necessarily mean you're getting out any cheaper. It's no. like the the money, you know, you're still kind of like, uh, you still owe the money to the, well, because you wouldn't have bought gods. the car. Yeah, you wouldn't exactly. have bought it. So now you have a thing that needs money. And you have you a thing with right. a transmission issue and then you're like, eh. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that actually is going to need, I think it, it, uh, I was chatting with Ali earlier and he was thinking that it might actually be the throwout bearing and something that it's not going to be, you know, you could just run it till it fails or until a clutch job comes up and fix it. Um, yeah. it, it might, it might not be that bad, but I do, I think I do have an exhaust leak. And so uh, that could be all like combining to make some weird sounds, but um 
but yeah, I mean, yeah. Lane, you're right. It's like, uh, all of a sudden this is a, this is a, a big chunk of a lot of metal fastened together. <laughs> Stuff's time and it's time 250,000 mi- miles on it. Yeah. Like, you know, wait till the next thing that fails. And then is it worth it to pump the money in? And I mean, it, it, this happens to be, yeah, I mean, the E28s are really awesome and you don't see them around too often. So, uh, for the most part, the, the cost to repair stuff that might go wrong with it uh, is probably going to be worth it in this case, which yeah, is nice. Definitely but, rare to see these days. Um, but yeah. yeah, sometimes that stuff, like I've had people kind of like offer me cars and stuff for very cheap or free. And you, a lot of it's like, you start really thinking about it and you're like, Oh, it's like more of a burden than anything else. And you're right. like, Oh, yeah. so I have to take this thing on and then I have to, and then I'd want to do this and I'd want to do that. And I'd want to do yeah. that. And then you're like, Oh, I wish I wasn't offered this thing, you know? Yeah. Like, right. it gets and a you gotta have a parking spot for it. Yeah, and yeah. You gotta, you gotta insurance, use it, right? Registration. And, yeah, insurance, smog. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole thing, right? And, and uh, the thing with so, this car yeah, too, uh, Brian, is that I think, um, you, you have a certain vision for it and I think it's just not the right car for you, but I feel like this car is very valuable to someone else, right? That's looking to do a stock 535i because you know you can restore all those things that you mentioned and you know i feel like the main issue that i see with it is you could in theory flip it and make a a, a pretty sizable profit but then you're flipping a car that was given that that you got a great deal on and and you owned and it's a friend and so you're in a weird position where you're now locked into it kind of but i mean i know like I'm, i'm sure this car would sell to europe for a premium because you know like these as you said don't exist over there especially the rust ate them up and like you know, just just to restore it to OEM, like the mileage is irrelevant, right? Like, do you just want to own that experience and, and restore it to original? Um, I think that's where the most value is in something like this, where you just kind of cruise it and just enjoy it as for what it is. Because, like, yeah. you can build a super rad, like, you know, kind of GT slash racy E28, but it's still an E28, right? Unless you go full M5, like... It's, uh, it, it, they're, 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 and you know, floaty GT cars, you know, they're, they're, yeah. You have to do the motor, right? Like, and that's a pretty big chunk. Like if you're going to go like, I mean, I, it feels like chassis suspension brakes wise, all of that. I mean, except for the weird steering rack thing, like mm. you tune into our, you know, that it's like mm-hmm. an old school steering rack box. Uh, yeah or box um besides that it's like i don't know there are the parts are out there that you could you could easily get on par chassis wise uh uh and and exceed an m3 which are known to be fun cars to drive but you're still missing that big lump in the front that's like a super entertaining motor and to i think that's also a question that's been answered time and time again you can build like a stroker motor and like do high compression rather than the factory low compression and um and make that motor fun the m30 or whatever it is uh uh but that's yeah, but a huge I, expense right that's but do you every, think you're, you're also de- you're doing everything but you're battling weight where you're not battling that weight with an e30 so like that's mm-hmm. a it, it's you, always gonna I be mean, a, or it's going to be more a, of a gt car and it's just uh, yeah but matter. it depends on the uh yeah it's going to be a more more gt than an e30 absolutely there's no question but uh the question of fun i mean just because it's Bigger and heavier than an E30 doesn't mean it's it it might not be fun, right? No, no. I and mean, I think it's just the, a different I think the stock, kind. The stock engines are good, dude. That's a that's a good engine. I don't I don't know. You could you well, could probably do a yeah. cool exhaust and a 
And uh, yeah. you do a, like a chip, right? The chips, I remember, really woke those things up. I think yours might yeah. have one in it. But I don't know. It did, and it no longer does. I don't know. Oh, okay. Because so, I remember that I, I, yeah. that really woke it up when when it the did, Christie's yeah. put the chip in, like a dining in chip. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't think – I don't know. That's a – I mean, if you're looking at it that way, that's a better uh, – I don't know. I think that, that that 6 is a cooler engine than an E30 M3 engine, you know? Um but yeah, they put yeah, out. I think they it's have cooler good than E30 M. Oh, oh no! I thought you meant. Uh, you're not saying E28 M5 engine. No, no. That's, but yeah. but that's a temper. That, that's a E28 M5 is a gnarly engine to like keep keep running too. Like keep sketchy. going. You have to do valve adjustments and and uh, the uh, that's just a those that those yeah. have a shorter lifespan, right? You could put yeah. you could put three hundred and fifty thousand miles on your engine before it needs anything, yeah. and those ones right. you need to constantly be like. Main, maintaining them and stuff, and that's kind of like why the e, the US E36 M3 is actually kind of a good good car, you know, a good engine to have compared to the Euro one. Um, you know, just because it's less temperamental, and easier stuff. to live with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So um, those engines are pretty reliable. It's just yeah, they they definitely are are more. I don't know if fragile is the word. They just require a lot more more attention and they need and, and, yeah. and, and yeah, they're not as agri- like I guess we use the term agricultural, but that's kind of what I think of a lot of these older motors, like the the standard motors, right? Where they're they're more simple, and then because there's less complexity, that means you know single overhead cam, all that. Like you know, you're dealing with less, and they're cheaper if anything happens. And that's where the the the, the big big problem is, right? That they are very expensive to fix if something goes wrong, and like. You know, you're talking right. about the, the, the cost of, you know, of a, a very clean E28, you know, 10, 15 grand for a rebuild or whatever it may be, right? Uh, for, for an S38 or an M80. I guess those have an M, I think it's an M88. Is that what it's called? It's the same as the M1. I think so. Same as like an M1 yeah. or a, yeah. 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 Sounds right. Yeah. Is it that time? I think so. I think so. All right. Good. Jinx. Great. It's trivia time. Trivia time. Trivia time. All right. We're doing a couple uh, auction results out of Sports Car Market. This one is from Monte Carlo, not the Chevy. Sorry, Brian. Uh, Art Curiel, Monte Carlo. And this looked to be a live auction, I believe. Mm. I saw an 80s Monte Carlo today with one of the grills missing. That was cool. So sorry to hear that. DSS, those little guys, they're, they're like fiberglass bumpers. Um, like that yeah, style? Yes. DSS, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. We'll do three cars out of uh, this magazine here. The first one is a 1978 Alpine A110. This is a 1600SX Coupe. It looks like an A110. I don't know what the so 1600 it's a 78? SX 78. Is this a Brazilian blue. car? What was it? Art knows these things. What does that mean? Like, is it a Mexico it's, car? Or what is no, it? it's what just is a this? bigger displacement car, right? So the early All ones right. were 13s, and then the, the 1600 was the biggest they got. Um, this is the classic uh, blue over black vinyl. Um, 9,000 kilometers shown. Uh, gosh, it's such a little motor. 1647cc four-cylinder, five-speed. SX is late. Most luxurious version with stock R16 motor overlapping with the A310 replacement. Uh, older restoration, now with twin Weber 45s instead of the single twin choke. And with roll bar and harness. Um, what kind of condition? Okay interior. 
Condition two minus says, okay, interior, except paint wearing off instrument bezels. So pretty damn good, I, I believe. And this is sold in Monte Carlo. So I don't know what that does to prices, but what is a nice A110? The last of that style. Art goes last because Go he's yeah. like the guy that was looking at these. I know. I go first because I'm terrible. Yeah, Brian, you go first. <laughs> uh, I'm comfortable with that. 115. 115. I'm going to say um, 70. Okay. This is an and interesting art. one because I don't know if it's the most, it's a very desirable one with all the, it's plush, right? Like the ones that bring money are like the like the 73s, early 70s, all raced out, sort of rally spec. Uh, but I'm gonna go. Yeah, but this one does have this one does have big rally lights. It's got a harness. It's got um, it's got a roll cage, a roll bar. You know. Okay. It's so it is kind of built to that spec. Yeah. Um, definitely ready. I'm gonna go 185, Bob. 185. Whoa. 92. Ah. 752. So Art doesn't know shit. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. <laughs> I thought these you are, were looking at these, dude. Not thought... these. This is not what I wanted. Yeah, I wanted. But a, you were uh, looking at those. That's what you were looking at. Yeah, I wanted Just a the earlier. Pre- I wanted the 1300. What was your guess, Lane? 70. Good guess. And what did, what, so, I, so I actually I win. Think, I think Brian was a good guess there. Or it's 95, yeah, two minus. Right, splits yeah, two us, minus right. condition. Oh, you went over, so you lost, but yeah. yeah. So the Is ones that, that the I was uh, looking at, like, so that's when, when, when I was looking at him, um, uh, like a, a, a two condition car, which is still very good. Like, um, was going for like low 100s, like 120, 125, somewhere around there, I guess. Um, and this is for the, like a 77, 70 through 73. Um, so yeah, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know if these later cars are desirable. And the, I, I, the Mexico yeah. bill ones or whatever were in the, weren't they in like the fifties and stuff? You yeah. Like so those are, D- yeah. those are Denalpines. Uh, Denalpines. Yeah. That's right. And then there was yeah. the Brazilian ones are different. I forget what they're called, but, um, yeah, the Denalpine are the Mexican ones. And, um, supposedly those are actually built a little more robustly if in period, um, right. uh, it just, especially the shell itself. But, um, they are not as valuable though, obviously, because they're and not original. They're bonus not Bonus trivia. Thing. What is re, what is Alpine's motto? Uh, smile machines. Smile machines. Marine machines. Yeah. It's 1950. Uh, it says sold mid estimate. So that was exactly what they thought it would sell for. All right. Moving on. Uh, 2019 Porsche 911 Speedster in Etna blue, black top, black leather, 253 miles shown. It is a beautiful car. GT3 style wheels. Um, but yeah, I don't know really what else to add here. That's a rare model, Speedster. It is a rare model, Brian. Yes, sir. Um, this is, uh, that's one of them foreign jobs, right? Yeah, yeah, I heard of those guys. <laughs> Where's that motor at? In the back? <laughs> it's actually not particularly rare. One of 1,948 made, but uh, largely offered to Porsche VIP client list and paint to sample Etna Blue exterior. As Etna new Blue. in every way. So this is a, a six-speed manual Etna Blue Speedster with, you know, basically delivery miles. Yep. Okay. And these don't come up. All that often, Go, Brian. I would imagine. Ah, I don't know. One fifty-five. <laughs> I love the just defeated from the minute it starts. Just fuck, I don't know. I'm gonna Whatever. say, um, 
Um, I don't know what a new 991 costs. I don't know if there's a premium <laughs> for these you. stupid speedsters. I don't know any of it. <laughs> I'm going to say or like... Or Monte Carlo. 290. 290. Okay. Well, I don't know if we're going to get a... I don't know if we're going to get a... Uh, Art? A uh, <laughs> guess from Art. Art, do you have a guess? But maybe um, we will. I'll go 125. 125. Whoa, that is crazy. For a brand new 991 Speedster. Oh, Speedster. Shit, see, I'm, I'm very distracted right now. Sorry. Um, okay, no, okay. Uh, I'm yeah. going to go. Uh, I'm going to bump it With way up. With 500 miles on it? I'm going to go. 253 miles. And paint miles. a sample, too? Paint a sample. Okay, I'm going to go 300 grand. Six speed. 300. <laughs> 300. So Lane was 290. You're yeah. 300. Yeah. Art wins. Art wins. 330. Yeah. 330. Wow. Dang. 330. <laughs> Well, he said so 120, new, so he's a fucking yeah. ultimate loser. I yeah, think. well, I didn't hear, I, I didn't right. hear that kidding. speedster part. I, I do have to run, though, unfortunately. So I got two in pretty solid. But uh, okay. I'll, I'll, the last one will be a surprise for me. Okay, yeah. sounds good. <laughs> Later, dudes. All right. Uh, 1983 Volvo 242 Turbo Group A Amalgamation Coupe. Ooh. It looks like a 240... Uh, 242 GT without the stripe. So chrome front end, you know, the turbo grill. So this is one of the uh, original cars, like where they did, where they had the parts sitting next made. to them and you would buy them and all that. Yeah. Built as a homologation for, special for, for group, group two racing, which required a run of 500 production so cars. Paint this looks is group good. Two or group. I thought you said group a, uh, I said group two, for, uh, this it's is for group, like uh, road course racing or rally stuff. Road course, road course I believe. Yep. Um, yeah, it says Group A homologation coupe, and then in the text it says a group for Group, group two. two racing. Maybe that was part of Group so A. So you, you guys a, remember the story? Two. They like basically like they had to homologate them, but they had the parts like basically in the in the cabin to put on the cars, and a lot of the cars never had the parts actually installed right. on them, and they yeah. Exactly. And so this says, um, paint looks good, probably resprayed given high mileage and age, by the way, 179,000 miles on a Volvo 240 is they're calling high mileage. But for a, for a, this isn't <laughs> for a collector Bonham's, car like that. Yeah. Bonham's Los Angeles. So, you know, that happens. Um, so basically a very nice example, except this is so weird. I don't even know how this is possible. Automatic transmission. Ooh. Most cars were manual. What? Homologated oh, 242 right. turbo with They were just pulling, pulling them wherever yeah. just to get this 500 number. They just needed to get that 500. They probably just didn't have enough cars, 500 yeah. cars ready to go in coupes. Yeah. That's like, were probably the lowest selling ones. I was like, right? remember the Lancia story where like they, they um, pulled the guys in. They're like, oh, so here's 250 of the cars. Yeah. And we have 250 yeah, over here. To- so let's go to lunch. And then they moved all the they cars to the new location. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. they have the homologation parts that they're moving. They've got five trunks full. And then as yeah, the, the cars are moves, all warm they move it for to the some next reason. One, just, yeah. yeah. It's all like tinkling, like the, the exhaust <laughs> is ticking, you know? Yeah. So, okay. Um, so if the description is nearly finished, is it, uh, so is this like a street registerable car or is this yeah, a full this has, race car? This is, this is California blue plated Total Volvo 242 car. turbo. It's just happened to be marked as a mulligation unit. <laughs> it is weird. And I don't even know, like, I'm almost kind of skeptical on this auction. Like, they don't know what they're talking about, but it is Bonham. So, so that was like, a, I think that was like a one year old. It was like the 83, right? And uh, is that an intercooled car, right? Isn't it? Um, or is that uh, later? 
I don't know. I don't 80, know. It's an 83. Maybe 85 is intercool. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And they yeah, do I mean, get into it here saying that the model is a telling study in FIA homologation politics. Volvo Sweden sold all of these cars to Volvo US, which then shipped 30 back to Europe for race prep. The conjecture around those that stayed stateside varies from all the trick engine stuff was removed before they were shipped to dealers to there are a few modifications that were left and do actually set these cars apart, but nobody's talking. Regardless, an interesting car purchased. Da, 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 da. What color? And is this it? is in Monte Silver. Carlo. No, this is in L.A. Bonham's in oh. L.A. Silver over black leather. Cool. Um, so it's a great looking car. I mean, if this was a manual, I'd be like, yeah. Dude, that's awesome. It's a pretty much a yeah, yeah, yeah. very good Dude, looking. This car re-spray. is crazy. It's so hard to value, right? This is or a really so hard value. value. Yeah. It's and almost you think like at Bonham's Bonham's LA, they would just be like, What who would even buy this? Yeah, right? But but there's this car's it's come out of its uh just nerdy shell. Bonhams, I think it's more of a they'll sell like cheap shit. Too. I know. We've we've been to a Bonham's. Yeah. I've been to Bonham's, yeah. Yeah. The, I shot rock, that Morris rock Bonham. I shot that weird Morris thing for Bonham's and it was like a Twelve thousand dollar car, dude. Right. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, eighty three so Volvo, two forty two. I, f- I feel like this is basically like a fifty five hundred dollar car, but I'm going to say fifteen thousand dollars just because it's an auction and a weirdness. I don't know. Yeah. 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 So I think that's you're in the right. But fifty five hundred for of, a two forty two in clean is like crazy cheap. That's a good deal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is it? Yeah. Is it really? You, you can't find yeah, one. Dude. You couldn't find one. They're pretty one. beat. They're pretty beat at that. Like super price. beat. Yeah. Uh, so what's your guess, Lane? Dude, the homologation thing. I mean, I think that puts it over. But, and then the fact that it's an automatic is like the big old, like, mm. um, that's the detractor for sure. Dude, because I feel like the whole, you know, there's only 500 of those cars that are actually like, if it could be traced back to that. Um, shit. But it's also not a really like an amazingly successful uh, race car. I know, you know but I mean? it's just like, one of a certain amount. It is one. It is one of. But no, I mean, it's but, almost like so. But they were very successful. I mean, they won the DTM like three oh, years no, in a I, row. I guess. Um, yeah, not successful that way, but more like uh, the the racing pedigree doesn't follow the road cars as much as it does with others. Yeah, uh, but they did cars. win three years in a row. They won like eighty. Three eighty forty five, right, or something like that. It was like three years. Yeah, no, value wise, value wise, yeah, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, but we just need a number. All right, that's right. Twenty five. So we have fifteen thousand from Brian, twenty five thousand from Lane. He's Art he's wincing. Ninety thousand. <laughs> Art is in at one point two million. <laughs> um, Eighty four hundred bucks. Yeah. Whoa. $8,400. Here's a real question. Did they say well bought at the end? Yeah. They say, they regardless, an interesting car purchased for credit card money and well bought. Dude, that's so cheap. Like, totally. 240s, like, they're banked, dude. If that was a, if that was a manual, that's yeah. a $12,000, $15,000 car. Pretty easy a, conversion, too, right? I, mean, I don't know. I mean, art could do it in probably an hour, but yeah, you had to find pedals and probably out there. There's enough of those cars built. 
cut some holes. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the four plus. I mean, one. I don't know what it does. I don't know what it does with the value too. I mean, you're buying a collector car. It was originally spec with an automatic, and then it's like you I know, convert I know. it. It's like, uh, yeah. but uh, yeah. But for eighty four hundred bucks, like a yeah, clean two forty two turbo. That's just a, to just to be able to say the word homologation about Thank a car you. that you own is worth that price right there. Try and Thank find you. a two forty two like turbo like, in general, yeah. and then. Like find a nice one. Like I've seen them for like twenty yeah. k. I know. Yeah, so the ones that are advertised the nice ones, Seattle and shit. Yeah. Worldwide, is this the cheapest homologation car ever sold? No. No. No way. There's like um, eighty less than ten thousand dollars for a homologation. I car. feel. I feel like there's going to be like some Suzuki or something like weird. How about like a Mazda three two three? Is that a homologation car? Kind of want one. <laughs> I kind of want one. All right, that's a podcast. Yeah. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for joining us. Later. Okay. Bye. Bye bye. See ya. Adios. Bye. Yeah, I was chasing turkeys, running over tarantulas. Patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Do you enjoy the DWA podcast? Give us a little love and support us on Patreon and get some awesome bonuses like a weekly exclusive Patreon podcast, exclusive stickers, koozies, and discounts on everything in our store early access to rallies and other DWA events, and much, much more. Um, yeah, it really helps us out if you become a patron of the podcast, and we hook you up with some really cool stuff. So join us now at patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Thanks.